0: Coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. The football season is in the books. Kansas City Chiefs win Super Bowl 57 over the Philadelphia Eagles. Dramatic game is a good game. High scoring. Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP. And this is a dynasty that is being built in front of our eyes. We'll see if they can continue the dominance in a very, very tough conference. Uh, Before we get back into the game, I wanted to ask you about that sweatshirt there. It was a very nice sweatshirt. Getting a lot of people on Twitter asking me to ask you. That happens a lot. Ask Boomer because you don't look at Twitter as much as I look at Twitter. Ask Boomer about the sweatshirt. It says uh, Bad
1: Little Nine on it. So uh, On Friday, I was able to get enough energy up to go play golf at a place called Scottsdale National Golf Club up in Scottsdale. And it's north of where they're playing the Waste Management Open. I'd heard about the place. I'd read about the place. I'd never been to the place. So it's owned by PXG founder. Bob Parsons owns this place. And it's two 18 holes. And then they have this thing called the Bad Little Nine. So you get off your 18, your round of 18. You have a great uh, you have a great uh, round, which we did on the golf course that's called Mineshaft. That's what it's called. Wow. And then the the other golf course that they had just built is called The Other Golf Course. And then they have this bad little nine. And this bad little nine, the reason it's called bad little nine is because you're going to have a bad time playing it. So it's a nine hole par three golf course where I think the farthest shot is about 160 yards and the shortest shot is about 68 to 75 yards. But there's very little room to land a ball on the green. So the the... My friend, who is the member there, who invited us there, said, I'll, "I'll I'll bet you fifty bucks that you can't break forty-five on these nine holes." <laughs> and we're like, "Ah, oh, yeah, we're all in, right?" So after the first hole and having a seven on the first hole, yeah, uh, I realized that I was going to lose the bet. So just we paid them early, <laughs> and then went on to play it. And this this bad little nine. The reason they do it this way is just to show you just how hard it is to hold the ball on greens that are really unfair. And, you know, we're out there with wedges, 60-degree wedges, 54-degree wedges, you know, pitching wedges. And you just there's just no way you can hold a green. And then I find out one of the guys that we played with, um, uh, he's a member over at Trump Bedminster. And I'll just say his first name was Ed. I don't want to put his last name out there because I don't know if he wants to. Are some- Zooming? No. Oh, so Ed is a really good golfer, really good golfer, tremendous golfer. And even he... Couldn't break like 40 to 45. But then I find out the next day he went back there and shot one under on on that uh, this bad little nine. So the golf course, by the way, is the PXG um, learning centers there and everything else. What this guy Bob Parsons did with this piece of property and how he built it and the beautiful golf courses that are associated with it, including this bad little nine was one of the finest places I've ever been to in my life.
0: Awesome. I'm and you, right got, and you, you got a sweatshirt out of it.
1: I, yeah, I had to buy a sweatshirt just to remember <laughs> because I think I shot like 60 or something on the on those nine holes. Wow. But I did I did par the last one, so it made me feel good. But prior to that, I was not happy. But I came off the mine shaft playing good.
0: All right, so you uh, enjoyed the game. Yes. You didn't like the halftime show. Well, I mean, you know... Did, it's not that I didn't like it, it's just like... Well, you didn't watch it after the crotch grab and the sniffing of the fingers. So, yeah, you, you, I mean, you whatever. I mean, it's just
1: like, I was like, all right, all right, I
0: don't need to see all this. Right, okay. Then and it's what,
1: really, it was all about her and her pregnancy, I guess, as opposed to her music, and she's got great music. Well,
0: I don't know about that. I mean, she played all her hits, and, uh, you know, I, I know that it was a reveal <laughs> of the pregnancy, and I guess
1: in that world, like okay, that's great. I'm more about the game. No, I
0: understand. But everybody, you know, enjoys a halftime show from time to time. It's I, a big deal. I enjoyed some of the commercials because, you know, i got to get ready for next year's greatest Super Bowl commercial show. I actually watched that. It was Friday night. It was rerun on the NFL Network. And I got back to the hotel oh, nice. and ended up watching the entire show. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yes. Was I okay? Did I do all right? You were okay. You did great. And uh, Kevin Frazier got mixed in there, and he was in a bar. Maybe a little Roo. corny, just a little corny. Um, Yeah, but I, I think that's the way it needs to be. Right? Well, that's the way it's supposed to be. The way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, what about the, uh, speaking of that, what about these commercials? I, I, there was not a single one that made me laugh. Uh, the only one that I thought was okay was Miles Teller and his wife dancing to the hold music, because I've heard that hold music many times. Yeah, we've and they, all been there. They've asked that, you know, I mean, I've heard that specific hold music, so I thought that that made me smile a little bit. But outside of that, I mean, the, the commercial stuff is, I thought the Gronk thing fell flat. Yes. Now, I thought he made the kick, yeah, and they said he missed the kick. Yeah. I don't understand what the hell was going on. Was it live or not live? I don't know what the hell was happening with that, but in this day and age, you know, Super Bowl commercials used to be a big deal, but now there's just so much crap that you can watch all the time, a lot of these things get leaked, that it just never lives up to the you know, hype the one anymore. thing is is that they, you know, obviously, for all of us
1: who watch, and we all know this, they come one right after the next, so it's hard to really think about one, and then you're getting ready to watch another one. Yeah. Uh, I did like kind of like the the Ben Stiller and the Steve Martin ones. Yeah, okay. The My acting, in. yeah. The whole the thing is- about acting and all that other stuff. And then uh, I thought that was effective. And then there was the one with, um, what's his name? With the T-Mobile with his mom. Oh. Where they, it was all outtakes. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Yep. Was all outtake. Yeah, I mean, any of us, any of us could have been in that situation. You could actually kind of. Li- I kind of like that. Sure. Okay. okay. Plus, I like Bradley Cooper.
0: So. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the Jesus commercials made it on there. I, you know, I was not offended by the Jesus commercial. You not, guys thinking, offended by the Jesus? No, not offended by it. No, no, not at all. Were you offended by it, Eddie? No, I didn't see it. Oh, you didn't see it. You wouldn't, have been them, actually. you wouldn't have been offended by the Jesus commercials. It was like, you know, it was the message of, uh, hey, you know, love everybody, love treat everybody. everybody
1: good. Yeah, it wasn't like, hey, you got to, you know, believe in Jesus. You know, just, hey, Jesus loves everybody. Jesus wants you to love everybody. Right, exactly. exactly. And be accepting. That's I kind of felt like that was the message they were sending. No?
0: That's awesome <laughs> that Jesus said that. <laughs> I got I want to show you these commercials in the break, Eddie, and see.
1: Oh, and by the way, I heard you guys ran into uh, Coach
2: Dayball at the airport, and he was on your plane coming back. He sure was. Uh, Eddie and I, we wanted to treat him like a regular person, so we, when we saw him, we just said, uh, very low-key. Congratulations, Coach. Did he know who you were? No. Why don't you introduce yourself? Because Eddie and I, we want to treat the coach like he's a regular person. You we can don't... treat him like
0: a regular person. Introduce yourself.
2: We oh, didn't like... want him to think, like, because we were going to be on the same flight as him. These guys are going to be watching me. I better be on my best behavior because they're going to report fake news. I, we didn't want that. Okay. But...
1: And most likely he would not have cared. But, well, then, but then it came to my attention that he did come over and introduce himself to you guys. He did.
2: Uh, because Eddie reached out to Pat Hanlon of Public Relations and said, hey, we're sitting across from the coach. He's having himself a good time meeting uh, the children. He was very good with the children, by the way. Oh, he's got and, a lot of children himself. Saying yeah, like that, someone, were they his children? Uh, no, he was good with his children, but there were also like 10 to 12-year-old boys that were like looking like, I think that's the Giants coach. And when he saw that, he walked over to them fist bumps.
0: So then he walked over to you guys. And then he walked did over he fist us.
2: Bump you guys too. I said, Coach, please, we don't want to be recognized here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how did he know to go up to you? So Pat Hanlon told him what to like. Did, did Brian turn up and go, Hey, Eddie, are you into the plane? Like what happened? Well, uh, I just wanted to say hey to Pat, and yeah, you see the coach of the year here. What's up? Hope you're well. And so then, turn he coach comes over. So after that interaction was done, I said to Pat, "I said, what did you tell him?" And he said, "Look for the guy who looks like he should be on the top of a mountain smoking a joint." (laughs) And (laughs) Dable was like, "Got him, (laughs) (laughs) perfect!" And he went up and said, "You're ready. That's great." Yeah. Well, he's he's soaking it up now, man. He's on top of the world. He can't be any in better grace than Brian Dable with his franchise in his hands right you know, now. And he and
1: Joe Shang got a lot of work to do right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, let's go to Grant in New Jersey. What's going on, Grant? Yeah, my son, my
2: daughter. Hey,
3: how
0: are you? Hey, what's up, man? Go ahead.
3: Hey, man. Uh,
0: big time fans. Just,
3: I'm happy you guys took my call. Um been listening for a long time. Sorry you caught me off guard and at work. Uh, I just wanted to talk about um, the pushing of the quarterback
0: for a yard or any player and. and it drives me crazy. How is that a rule?
1: Well, I want to know your thoughts on it. Um, yeah, that's... You know, yeah, I'll tell you what, Grant. And when I played, technically you weren't allowed to do that. Right. And uh, that was a penalty. They would call that a penalty. But in the last, I don't know when they removed it from the, the rule book, and then it all of a sudden became a thing, and this is a... A whole deal about the quarterback sneak and about how many different coaches have how many different ways of doing a quarterback sneak and I'm sure next year I don't know if, I don't know if the competition committee will look at this or not.
0: They have to. It's ridiculous. I'm 30 years old. Ever since I've been a kid, yeah, that, that, that wasn't a thing. You remember the Reggie Bush and the Matt Liner thing when they pushed them in against Notre Dame? Yeah, freaking <laughs> out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, like, I just don't get it. To me, it's it's foreign,
4: and now it's just this normalcy in the NFL, and it drives me absolutely insane. I can't stand it. I well,
0: it. yeah, you know what? I, I agree that it is frustrating, especially the way that the Eagles do it because it works every single time, but it's one of those loopholes now where a good coaching staff takes advantage of it, and they figured out a way to do it. Yeah, I mean, it, so it I, you can line up on fourth and two. They guarant, uh, guarantee that they're going to get the yard.
1: Yeah, well, I was talking about that in terms of the competition committee and whether they'll look at it and think that it's a little bit too hard to stop for the defense. But I have to tell you, I mean, if you ask me, that play typifies the great game that we love so much, because it is about leverage. It is about, I mean, it is mano a mano, and it is like, can you stop us? Because if you know, we're we're going to get that yard, and it just kind of shows you just how hard it is to get a yard, yeah, in the NFL, and what it means. I mean, like I, the great game of football. When you, when you break it all the way down, it really comes down to offensive and defensive line and how do they play and who controls the line of scrimmage. And, and nothing really dictates that more than the quarterback sneak. Cause there, there are teams that run the quarterback sneak and don't make it. I, you know, they're not, not everybody's as good at it as the Philadelphia Eagles are. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's every single, they, they could run that up and down the field and score a touchdown you, every time. The first time they ran it, Chris Jones, a very talented, Stud defensive lineman for the Eagles looks like he's on roller skates going backwards. Well, he tried, yeah, he tried. And then the next to jump. one, the next one, then he jumped over the top and he went back and then he went back again. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the offensive line of the Eagles, you talk about leverage, they, they're basically putting their heads and their face masks are probably hitting the, the, the turf and they're just pushing forward and they are just, you know, like it, it's almost like a roller, it's like one of those. Uh, rollers that rolls asphalt. <laughs> you ever see those guys hey, yeah, that are working of course. On, you know, working on the uh on your driveway or something, they come out with that roller. That that's what it's like. Yeah. And then Jalen Hurts, I guess, is like legendary in the weight room when it comes to squatting the weights. And he's uh as strong as they come as Greg Olson pointed out yesterday. So uh hey listen, stop it man.
0: Good luck. Let's go to Macy and New Rochelle. What's going on, Macy?
4: Hi, I- to talk about the commercials. Loved the Uber One commercial with all the 90 stars singing the jingles, the safety dance commercial because I'm a child of the 80s and that was one of my favorite songs, but the Canadian club commercial talking about basketball was invented in Canada when it was actually invented in Springfield, Massachusetts, although the guy who invented it was Canadian. It was Springfield,
1: Massachusetts, not Canada. Yeah, but uh, the Canadian guy himself, I think that's what they were referring to, I would think. But, you know, I mean, I thought the commercials, for the most part, were relatively entertaining. I don't think there wasn't any one that I I would say was just completely awful.
4: Hmm.
0: Oh, yeah, there was that one Eddie's telling me that... It was just the the dog going through the life with the people that are aging. Yes, that was just that hit me so hard because that's good commercial. That's exactly what happened with my dog Ella with the meeting, the wedding, the kids, and everything. It's exactly the same trajectory. So I was just, I couldn't even halfway through I had to turn away because I was like getting upset. So that I did forget about that, but that was oh, it was heart wrenching. I did like so I. Clueless, you remember the movie Clueless? Yeah, sure. So sure. they brought her back and that other co-star. She looked great. By and they way. looked exactly the same. That was amazing. I thought that was a pretty good one. But yeah, the dog one. Did you cry at the dog well, one? That was rough because you know I'm I'm going through something very similar yes. right oh. now. It's the worst. Oh. so that's a good commercial then because it touched you. I don't have any idea what it was about. I think it was about the food.
1: It was dog food. Was like, dog food.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I just food. once I, yeah, yeah. I saw what was going on, I just I that's you know. Yeah, it was rough. Tough one. geo on the fan and cbs sports network today is the day that the man who won the bidding for the guitar lesson that i was giving via Hungerthon is coming in uh, it's a perfect day for perfect day for that staying yes. up late for the super bowl and coming in and you know uh,
1: you know which commercial i liked the best yes yesterday last night okay let's talk about that
0: I thought you were done. No, 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 I was not done. Oh, you yeah, want no. to continue no, to what, yeah, gonna about gonna, this? I was, yeah, I was going to bring something up. But, oh, I'm uh, sorry, but what, what okay. are you going to no, teach no, empty your head, please. No, I, I,
1: I, I, now I lost track. Yeah, okay, the so commercial what, what you, you gonna, like the best was? Uh, the um, Blue Moon commercial. Blue Moon, okay. Yeah, yeah right the right fight there. between Miller Lite and Coors Light.
2: Yeah, so I don't understand that. That was just as much a Miller Lite and Coors Light commercial. Why would they pay for that?
1: I hung around to see the end of it because I thought those guys were kicking a crap out of each other and... Maybe somebody's going to kill somebody, and
2: <laughs> but the least interesting beer was the Blue Moon. The other two were fighting. Yeah, it but I awesome. remember it as a Blue Moon commercial, and it worked. I was telling Jerry there were like multiple beer commercials that were split their their pay with another product in the commercial. It was strange. What was the other one? It was like Michelob Ultra and Netflix. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Then there was another one with uh, with uh, another tv show or movie that had another beer in it was that the flash one you were telling me maybe about? the
0: flash one i don't know one of them huh maybe they what do they call that a, a co-op situation co-op, yeah yeah they they get together and they split the cost because it's so expensive how about the hellman's mayonnaise you see
1: that one? Oh yeah with you know, john uh,
0: ham? john ham and uh who else Ray, was whatever
1: how about the dog food commercial yeah oh, we, it's know it's so we, we, know we know that we life yeah. goes by yeah, yeah, yeah i know life yeah. goes by and then nobody cares, right, Jerry? I didn't say right. that. Yeah. It was a very emotional. Maybe, maybe I can get CBS to do a commercial around you next year, Jerry. Great. And what would well, they... I'm in. I don't be know. Be the Rainbow opposite Sports. of the Jesus commercials.
5: <laughs> no, that's not. No.
0: We're all miserable, then we die, no, then we're gone. No, nobody cares. No, no, no. So, no, Jerry, I think he, there's some copyright infringement with Jerry Recco. How so? Well, I think someone's stealing your ideas and oh. putting it in print. <laughs> that, I saw that. Which is really just unbelievable. So I saw this because you tweeted it out. So I was just curious where it came from. So uh, some person uh, on Twitter, uh, Jet Life Stadium is the guy's name, on Twitter uh, does a screenshot of a book. And he says, uh, good morning, Jerry Recco. Did you write this? So this is, I'm telling you that Jerry could sue this person <laughs> when you hear this. All right. This is the caption from the book. If I worked at Starbucks, instead of writing people's names on their coffee cup, I'd write the following. One day, you and everyone you love will die. And beyond a small group of people for an extremely brief period of time, little of what you say or do will ever matter. This is the uncomfortable truth of life. And everything you think or do is but an elaborate avoidance of it. We are inconsequential cosmic dust bumping and milling about on a tiny blue speck. We imagine our own importance. We invent our purpose. We are nothing. Enjoy your effing coffee. <laughs>
4: <That's> <laughs> I mean, it's right up Jerry's alley.
0: Right! Right up Jerry's alley. This guy's right out of his mouth, I think. <laughs> Whoever wrote this, man, we're sending our lawyers. Wow.
5: I do love it, though, because all I did was quote-tweet it and just say, you know, where'd you find this? That's all. I was just curious. Yeah. And then I got all the people about, you know, sending me links to God and the Bible. I'm like, I, I got it, right, guys. No. I was just, I just asked a question. Right, right. I had no opinion. I just asked a question. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have an opinion, and that is your and opinion. It. In that sense, I didn't. In that sense, I was just like... Where'd you find this? That's all. Yeah, that's all. Because that I'd like to read the rest of this book.
0: Because <laughs> it sounds just like me. Um, uh, all right, something G. like that. What's happening, man?
5: We are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com and by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. So we've heard from Mitch Holtis, we've heard from Kevin Harlan. <laughs> We have heard from Merrill Reese. So a few clips from Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson on Fox says the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. We start with, and I think just the last segment, you were talking about this tour, the one before that, about that fumble return for a touchdown. That really turned out to be a very big play in the game because the Chiefs were on the verge of potentially falling way behind. Hurts on a
3: quarterback. goes no to, go to Sitting on the turf. It's picked up by Bolton. No! going
0: to score! And he would score. And I, I thought, thought that, that was Kevin's he... best best call 14, of the game. 14, very good. That was his best. I mean, I, I'm not saying that that was the only good call, but I thought that that was his best call. I think he nailed that perfectly. He had the right players. He had every, nobody's in front of him. It was just, I think he nailed that. And
5: then there was the touchdown to put them up by eight, as it turned out, with the extra point. You're
0: not allowed to go from an eligible to an ineligible player on back-to-back plays. Let's come Mahomes.
3: Man,
2: Chiefs at and, and so that put them at
5: 35-27. The Eagles come right back, though. Get the game even with the two-point conversion. Um, but the Chiefs go down the field. Did get some help with the holding penalty on James Bradbury, as we know. Then you get the slide by McKinnon. They're able to bleed the clock all the way down. And Butker for the lead.
0: For the lead.
5: And that was all courtesy of Fox, and 38-35 was your final score as they win Super Bowl 57. Some of the uh, stats from this game, you had Mahomes getting the MVP award, 21 of 27, 182, three touchdowns, a couple there in the fourth quarter. Kadarius Tony a touchdown catch, Sky Moore, what we just played for you, Isaiah Pacheco runs
0: for 76 yards and a touchdown in this game as well. I thought he was done after that huge hit that he yeah, took oh, yeah and i was like oh man that's horrible and then he came right back and was running like a banshee you know yeah, that, that.
1: that that hit was reminiscent of the hit that DeMar Hamlin took but it was the offensive player who took the hit this time yeah cuz his shoulders were up and his chest was out there and here comes was it Gardner Johnson yeah it was uh, yes it was CJ Gardner man he he was like a heat seeking missile there in the second
5: half that kid yeah that sure. he was playing his butt off Travis Kelsey, six catches for 81 yards and a touchdown as well. Some of the post game stuff. So here was uh, Andy Reid. Asked why there's no panic with this team and your quarterback. They were down double digits, as we know.
3: Yeah, well, they, they trust him, first of all. And then he goes in at halftime, and I'm going, are you okay? And he goes, can you 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 know can you do this? Can you, I can do everything. Just leave me alone and let me go play.
5: And, uh, and that's what he did. That was on Fox. Also, Terry Bradshaw, Nugent Reid out of the game.
3: I know that you're getting up in years now, like me, and I just, I just know that it's got to be a time. They wear all these Super Bowls. You got to say to yourself, "Time to ride off into the sunset." That's not going to happen, is it? No, no. I'm going to enjoy this one right here. I'm going to okay. tell you, this is unbelievable. I mean,
0: so yeah, first he's he was... going anywhere. He's got Patrick Mahomes as quarterback. Right. So I mean, the last hour you played the cuts where Terry Bradshaw said he's fat. Yes. Now he's calling him old. Yes. And fat what's and next year? Oh, stupid! <laughs> it's amazing that you made it this far, being an idiot that you are. Like my God. God, how many insults?
5: <laughs> yeah, there were a few. He did, though, at one point, um, he did actually admit.
3: I look in the mirror and I'm old.
5: Oh, okay. So there was that. That was after the Bradshaw um, interview on Fox on the Field. Here was Patrick Mahomes. This win... Boy, it meant something.
2: We had to win this one right here. Um, I mean, Coach Reed did so many great things for the Eagles. Um, and to be in this big game, I mean, I know he has a ton of respect for everybody who's still over there. But we had to win this game for Coach Reed. And I, I wanted, I want mean, this is one of the greatest coaches of all time. He needs that second Super Bowl ring to solidify that. Um, but I'm going to keep him around a little bit longer. We're going to go for some more of those things. Well,
5: there you go. Um, one story I was telling Al about earlier I was not aware of It was Frank Clark. Uh, who lost his father in a house fire a few years ago. Here he was, very emotional on NFL Network. Man,
3: it's, just, it's a blessing, man. I know my pops, my pops smiling, man. I wish he could see it, you know, but I know he's smiling, man. I've been going through a lot the last few days, but, man, it, it makes
1: sense now. It makes sense, bro. It makes sense, man. Wow.
5: Yeah, very
1: powerful, as you can imagine. You know, again, like, I keep saying this. You take a look at these quarterbacks in the AFC, like, if you, if you... Are coming like to the Jets? Do you really think, knowing what's in the AFC, that you can that the Jets can get there
0: if they have Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I mean that's that's the one. I mean Aaron Rodgers is not going to be intimidated by any of that because he's going to say I'm Aaron Rodgers. Everybody else, though, maybe. But you know, the Jets might be the best situation financially for somebody. Not to mention if that is going
5: through his mind, does he want to go to the Raiders? The other thing too is that Derek Carr did not uh,
1: allow the raiders to trade him to new orleans and so the raiders will have to cut him here by wednesday i think
5: is, is that the today? date it's this Taylor wednesday, wednesday? Yes, i know it was after the, after the
1: Super Bowl. Ball. yeah so he'll be cut you know either today or tomorrow and he's not going to waive his no trade clause basically is what would have had to have happened had him so he could be you know traded to the saints so he's not going to allow that that doesn't mean he's not going to make that trip then i don't know maybe just go down there and see that and maybe he wants to now stick it to the raiders
5: Fair enough. Uh, here was Patrick Mahomes. So while they celebrated, the Eagles obviously were really down on their, on themselves. Here was Patrick Mahomes on Jalen Hurts. Yes, he had the fumble that was returned for a touchdown, but other than that.
2: Yeah, I mean, if there was any doubters left, there there shouldn't be now. I mean, the way he stepped up on this stage um, and ran through the ball, whatever it took for his team to win, I mean, that was a special performance. I, I don't want lo- I don't want it to get lost in the in the the loss that they had.
5: And he was very impressed, as you can hear. Here was uh, Nick Sirianni. So, what do you say to hurts after that?
3: I just I just told him I was happy for him that you know that he really you know just is, it just wasn't this year. And I told him I thought it was his best game that he's played, um, and it wasn't just, you know, this game. It was this entire season that he's he's shown to be a special leader, a special player. Um, and I'm sure glad he's those our quarterback.
1: So those are special numbers, man. Yeah. 304 that, that and yards and 70 for a down, on the ground. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. He accounted he for 374 yards of offense. And four touchdowns. And how many like key plays did he make on third down yeah. or fourth down, converting fourth downs with those uh, quarterback sneaks or a third down running out of the pocket and
5: taking off? So it was funny. I decided during while I was outside, let me listen to WIP a little bit just to see if there was anything. And the first thing I hear is a caller saying, can't give this guy $45 million a year. He's like Joe. He's like Jim Kelly. Can't win the big game. Oh, my oh, God. What? It was a caller. It wasn't a host. Yeah, I know. It was a caller calling in. And then his point, he would go on to say, he's been that good because he's got great talent around him as well. What's going to happen when you give him $50 million? You're not going to have the same talent around him. Yeah,
1: well, that's know,
0: yeah, it's a question for a lot of teams.
1: You know, go go go, take that ball and try to run that two uh, point play in. Yeah, how many quarterbacks in the league would not be many able to do exactly what he did there? Not
0: many.
5: You're not wrong. Oh, Here was Hurts, obviously down on the loss and that lost fumble.
3: Um, hold myself to a very high standard in everything that I do, and, um, I think obviously I try and control the things that I can. And, You know, I touch the ball every play, so
5: I just want to protect it. And he didn't in that case. Now, the question you asked earlier, and everybody has asked, what happened to the Eagles' pass rush? Uh, here was Hassan Redick on what the Chiefs' offensive line did so well. Uh, they had a good game plan, a lot of chipping and stuff
3: like that. Trying to, you know, for the most part, getting the ball out fast, you know. Uh,
5: game plan work, that's a credit to them. That's a credit to them. And then in terms of going forward, here's Hurts. This is motivating for sure. We lost. We came to the win. Came up
3: short, so. You know, it's, um, it's something that I know that'll motivate me. You um,
5: Uh, I've been here before. As we know, CBS showed us.
4: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs)
0: How much of a loser he
5: is. A lot of tough losses uh, for the Eagles, who came oh so close to winning yet again. In the loss, great performances, not only from Hertz but from Devontae Smith and from A.J. Brown, who combined for 15 catches, 196 yards, and a touchdown, but it comes in defeat. As the NFL season comes to an end, Derek Jeter will be part of Fox Sports' network coverage for the upcoming baseball season. Boomer telling us earlier, Keith Hernandez will indeed be back with SNY, so it's good to hear that that all worked out. And a lot of Met fans are very upset about that, too. Oh, of course. I mean, include me in this whole in thing. Yeah. May. Oh, yeah. For, yeah. I mean, but it's good even before spring training that they got that worked out. Pitchers and catchers this week. I got to tell you, too, driving around Arizona or being in the car and seeing those stadiums it's beautiful. If you love My baseball, God, if you beautiful. love baseball and you know
1: just to see spring training and how it all unfolds that that is to me the best place to be because there's probably what eight or nine teams there yeah, maybe more than that. And they're all within driving distance yeah, of each no, other. No. I mean it's nothing and they got
5: beautiful stadiums, just gorgeous and um,
1: beautiful yeah. weather.
5: That too. Knicks-Nets tonight. We will have it for you on the fan at 7.15. So Josh Hart make his debut over the weekend with the Knicks. Nets got their guys into the fold over the weekend as well. You got Hofstra playing Drexel tonight. Number one Purdue lost on the road at Northwestern, sixty four fifty eight. 58 Scotty Scheffler, the winner at the Waste Management Phoenix Open.
0: All right, thank you, Jerry. It is Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Built Ford Tough Studio. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. When Tom Brady retired earlier, uh, what was it, a couple weeks ago now, I said that nobody is going to do what he did ever again. I think playing to 45 certainly is going to be very difficult for somebody, but seven Super Bowl rings is another thing that I didn't think would happen. If there's one person, though, who is on track to do it, it would be Patrick Mahomes. Now, it's going to be very difficult. I still stand by the fact that Tom Brady is going to have the most Super Bowls and play the longest. But, man, I tell you, watching the brilliance of Patrick Mahomes this season after losing one of his top weapons, beating a great Cincinnati Bengals team with a screwed-up ankle, high ankle sprain, then beating the one seed in the NFC uh, with that ankle that got reaggravated, and doing what he did. Uh, I mean, this this man is capable of anything. And if he got to eight Super Bowls, it wouldn't shock me because he's that good and he carries everybody
1: on his back. Well, so Brady at the age of 27 was 57 and 14 and had three Super Bowl titles to his name. Patrick Mahomes at the age of 27, he's 75 and 19 and he has two Super Bowls to his name. And, you know, the interesting thing is, is like, you know, Brady's brilliance comes in longevity. I'm not going to sit here and say he's a compiler. Combined. like some would. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to say that it, you know part of being a professional football player, an athlete, just in general, staying healthy is a big, big part of who you are as an athlete. And uh, you know, Patrick has been able to stay healthy. You remember, so Patrick missed like a year because you know he sat for one year behind Alex Smith and only played one game that season. And then since that time, he's basically taken a league by storm. You know, uh, Tom Brady got in when Drew Breesell got hurt against the Jets. Uh, And then went on that this improbable run that went on for 22 years. So the question really is: Is can Patrick Mahomes last that long? I mean, I think he'll have, you know, by the time he's 30, you know, the the numbers are going to be very, very similar. And then by the time he's 35, maybe he'll continue to creep up on him. And then that's where it gets interesting. At the age of 35, is he going to play until he's 45? Is he going to play until he's 38? Is he going to be like Aaron Rodgers and sit there and wonder whether or not he wants to even play anymore? And the biggest difference, I think, when you take a look at what Tom Brady had done over his career was the amount of money he made. He didn't make that much money. When you think of Tom Brady, you think he should go down as the highest paid player in the history of the league because of his longevity and because of his success. These guys now are making so much money that you never know how that is going to impact them later on in life.
0: Do you think there was an alimony situation between Tom Brady and Giselle? One has to pay another. No, no, no way. Right. No, no. No. They, they just probably split the assets and whatever you just
1: split the assets and whatever it is it is i mean i'm sure that there's child payments but i think both i'm sure are more than willing to take care,
0: oh, of, care course, of their yeah. share
1: of whatever the kids need
0: no no I, absolutely i was just thinking about that i was like i wonder if like one of them has to pay the other whoever's making more money like i just <laughs> crossed my mind the other day uh let's go to mike who's in new jersey what's up mike Hey, good morning, guys.
3: Uh, listen, uh, as a Cowboys fan, obviously I wish I was in the Super Bowl, but I thought it was really awful when Dak got that award uh, during the Super Bowl there at the beginning that uh, he was so booed. I guess that was the, the Philly fans uh, that uh, were really hating on him there. Yeah. And uh, the only other question I had for you guys was, do you think that uh, maybe uh, Dallas would trade Dak to the Jets and get Rodgers?
0: Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. All right, first things first. This is Sports. The Eagles hate the Cowboys, the Cowboys hate the Eagles. The a lot of
1: people hate the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys
0: in general. Exactly. The Other than the Dallas sycophants,
1: right? It, there are millions of
0: them all over the country. Yes, yes uh, the Philadelphia Eagle fan is known for being that. That's what they're going to do. They're, doing, they're booing Dak Prescott because he's a Cowboy, and they hate the Cowboys, not because he did charity work.
1: But as a human being, he's one
0: of the nicest and most genuine yeah. people that you'll ever meet in the NFL. And I think he, most people really respect the fact that he won the Walter Payton Man of the Year. It's just this, these are Eagle fans. This is what's going to happen. Exactly. All right. So, uh, and as far as the you know trading Dak to the Jets and Aaron Rodgers going to the Cowboys, first of all, the Green Bay Packers still have to trade Aaron Rodgers. Right. And if they ended up trading him to the Cowboys, the only way that would happen is they gave them the the, the first the round pick. Walker deal, right, for the next fifteen years. <laughs> that would be the only way that they would do that. They want no part of that. The Packers watching uh, Aaron Rodgers take the Cowboys to the Super Bowl? And you you
1: think that Aaron Rodgers wants to go to the Cowboys where Mike McCarthy's calling plays? Probably not, because they didn't
0: get along with one another. That's another part of this whole thing. Sure,
1: they respect each other. They had a lot of success with one another, but that thing got stale. And that's why Matt LaFleur ended up getting that job. And having a tremendous amount of success. Which means that Shane, also by the way, it looks like Shane Steichen is getting the Indianapolis job. That's That's the offense coordinator coming from Philadelphia. That is correct.
0: So Jeff Saturday is out. So, congratulations, Colts fans. You don't have to deal with that. Uh, is this Danielle from Pennsylvania? This is the, uh, as Eddie would say, the GoFundMe girl?
2: Yeah, she said she felt weird calling in because she doesn't have an Eddie take, but she, she wanted to talk about one of the
0: commercials. I saw
1: something on Twitter, though, where she did give Eddie some money for something.
0: I did not see that. Okay. Uh, first of all, Danielle, what is, uh, is Boomer right? Did you give Eddie money for something?
4: Um, yeah, we actually, from the, we did a Super Bowl block pool, and it was a 50-50, 50 to the um, participants and 50 to the GoFundMe. So we're at over $16,000 on the GoFundMe. Four people, all who bought multiple blocks, actually won each of the four quarters, which I was excited to see that. Um, so the $1,250 was deposited into his account.
0: All right. All right. Well, there there you go. go. So (laughs) look at Danielle's unbelievable. Look at that. when, when's the follow-up dentist appointment now?
4: We have March 7th with somebody that we were referred to by the original dentist, Dr. Wallingren, because we have to determine his, um, bone density to see what implants he could get. I mean, I'm at my best friend's house. And her husband was like, why do you need your laptop on you?" I was like, you would not believe me if I even told you. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
0: sure. Yeah. All right. So what's your uh, take on the Super Bowl commercials?
4: Okay. Nobody has mentioned the Tubi commercial where it looked like it went from Greg Olson to the Gordon Ramsey show. Like the channel changed and someone was going through. Like, they hit the guide button on their remote control. The- yes. I, yeah, I, thought, I
0: thought I sat on my remote control. No, I, I knew right away that, that what was going on because Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson were acting. And you could tell because Kevin gave this generic thing to Greg Olson. Oh, so uh, Super Bowl 57, Greg, I guess the game's going just like you expected. And Greg was like, yeah. And then they cut to something else. I, I could tell just because of their terror. I love those guys, but they're terrible acting.
4: It was terrible production quality, but (laughs) everybody in the room turned their head.
1: Yeah, I actually thought for a second there that I sat on my remote or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but you don't have Tubi at your house.
0: You got DirecTV Stream. No, but there. I don't
1: know if I sat on my... Because the way that the 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 way the thing flipped on the screen. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right, no, I understand. Uh, then I made sure that I wasn't sitting on it, and then I realized, okay, yeah, this is a commercial. It's yeah, part of the whole thing.
0: Right, I did not uh, fall for it, but... Uh,
1: Danielle, what would you think of the, the Rihanna, uh, you know, crotch grab and sniff? <laughs> um, I think that the Super Bowl halftime show should be more of a
4: spectacle than it was. I think that I like when there's additional participants, and she did tease a special guest. Nobody knew that that was going to be her baby. She could have had... Jay-Z was present. Umbrella. Yeah. Right?
0: No, she Run, run This Town, crazy. right? Isn't it Run This Town the one that they do together?
4: I think that one's T.I., Kanye. I mean, there's no shortage of people that she could have had participate with her. I don't know. I like that she owned it, and she did her thing, and she didn't have to to be a spectacle but it's the Super
0: Bowl halftime show. I think it should be a spectacle. Yeah, I I thought I agree with that part of it. So I saw Jay-Z there with his oldest daughter and then when she started run this town, I'm thinking Jay-Z's got to come out. He has to. And he didn't. And I was like, "Oh, okay. Fine." So this was, was all her,
1: man. This whole thing was the whole thing was, it her. was her and then her and, sperm and dancers. dancers and her baby. Yeah, sperm dancers and her baby. Right. So but I, the sperm dancers all had bras on. They
0: they did yes and sperm don't have bra maybe they do these days I don't know <laughs> you never know uh, but yeah I the, what you want is you want a to me the best type of Super Bowl halftime show is the female artist that can dance that to me is the best one like the the J Lo Shakira thing. That's that to me is when Britney Spears did it before she was nuts. That to me is the best, for my own personal opinion. I know some people like the classic rock bands. For me, give me like the entertaining, boom, 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 like dancing and all that stuff. That's what I want to see. So my dream one day is that the Minnesota Vikings are in the Super Bowl, Dua Lipa does the halftime show, and they win the game. And at that point, I will, I could. That's it. You could done. I would just jump off the stadium at that point. Right. Like, see you. That's all I need. That's all I need. All right, let's go to Eric and
3: Rockland. What's up, Eric? Hey, how you doing? Good. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, first, before I get to my point, Boomer, you know, it's been many, many years, but I, I got a chance to thank Carton for, setting, for, you, for for those Super Bowl tickets I got uh, way back when, and when you had our contest. So I wanted to just take this opportunity to thank you as well. Uh, for sending uh, sending me to one of those Super Bowls, that was really a wonderful experience. Uh, you're very welcome. Thanks for uh, remembering. Yeah, no, that was really. Um, you don't forget those experiences. Uh, my point, you know, you got to explain to me. I've been watching the f- football since the '80s. That those two plays, it, it just drives me nuts. That catch in the in the corner, I forget who it made, where it was off a little bit off the helmet. Devontae Smith. 90- 99% of, of football fans call that a catch. Yeah, and that's Devontae Smith, yes. And, 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 and for them to overturn it, it just ruins football. It's a great play. This is why these athletes are so special, because they can do that. No one else in the world can do that. And then they to overturn it, and they just ruin football when they do that. And then the other play, which is the, 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 the screen pass, where the, the, the guy turns around, if there was no tackle, he would have continued with the football running up the field. The reason he fumbled is because he got hit in a football play.
1: Yeah, that that's Kenneth Gainwell caught the ball yeah. out of the backfield, and he got hit. I think by Sneed. The I think it was. He
3: didn't have time to to hold on to the ball is because he got hit in a football play. They're ruining football with this replay, <laughs> and they don't understand what a, what a catch is versus what a football play is. My idea it's, it solves everything. You get a bunch of football fans in a room. <laughs> They vote 100, you know, you got got 100 football fans who've been watching football for 40 years. Forget this. these, these guys who, who don't understand football.
1: No, no, no. Oh, well, yeah, they do, but like I will say this. I was 50-50 on those. I knew the Gainwell thing was going to be overturned. Yeah, no, uh, but But the other one, Devontae Smith, I thought he caught it. You know, I, just like I thought, I still think that Jamar Chase caught the ball in Buffalo. It's uh, You know, like you get these sidelines and, and the end lines involved. Now, all of a sudden, all things change. In the middle of the field, this is going to be a catch. By Devontae Smith. Right. I mean, I I don't know. It's just, it's it's all the, like, you got to make a third move and all this other stuff. But that that Gainwell hit happened so fast. And I have kind of been conditioned to think that, you know, that because of the hit that came so fast, the ball got dislodged the way it did, that they were not going to count that as a completion.